0: Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. Today we go all the way to the northeast corner of the state, the 16th region, and talk to head coach of Lewis County, a fresh 22-year-old, almost 23, as he references Sammy Holder. Sammy is alumni of Lewis County, played four years at Kentucky Wesleyan College, and was referenced to me through Twitter to have him on the podcast as a young, outstanding coach and uh after interview i cannot wait to see what lewis county does this year and moving forward as it seems like this coach has all his priorities in the right place trying to build up young men teaching to be gentlemen as we'll dive into that um which i found pretty pretty awesome never heard the gentleman reference in, in baseball as far as a culture pillar so that being said enough of me talking and let's get into the episode Uh, welcome on, Coach Holder, on the podcast. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going well. I uh, I appreciate you having me on. Of of course, uh, yeah. So this is exciting because I'm, as your as your dad messaged me on Twitter about recommending you. As we appreciate Mr. Holder reaching out to us, as far as uh, he sent us a bunch of information on on Twitter, but he said that he thinks you could be the youngest coach in, in the state, which is a great reason to have you on. And and so how old are you? How old are you, Coach? I'm 22, about to be 23 in May. It, man, that it'd be hard pressed to to find a younger head coach than that across the state. So, that being said, coach, so go ahead and tell us a little about your playing background in high school and on to college and how you got to become the head coach of Lewis County.
1: Right, I was fortunate enough to play um, four years of varsity baseball at Lewis County, um, middle infielder, pitcher. Went to Kentucky Wesleyan College um, again. Started four years there as a as a pitcher only. Um, I was GMAC freshman of the year, my freshman year, and we had a lot of success. Um, we were able to win the, the GMAC conference my uh, junior year, going on to play um, in the regional, Midwest regional, um, we're top four in that. And, you know, eventually graduated, came back here to teach, um, and it just so happened to work out that a coaching job was available. And like I was telling you earlier, you know, we, these past eight years or so, there's only been one coach stay consecutive years. And and there's really been no stability, so I felt like this job, you know, fit me well because you know I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm teaching seventh grade English uh, now, obviously coaching. So I think I can provide some stability and, and get a culture going here that uh, for the brand of Lewis County Baseball.
0: Well, that's that's awesome, especially being alumni back at your at your school. That's for you. Uh, and so, Kentucky Wesley, How'd you end up at? Uh, well, Wesleyan actually, my College? dad uh, went there to play football
1: and uh, had his undergrad. And you know, I had a lot of small looks, um, you know, Pikeville, um, Spalding, places like that. And, and went went down to Wesleyan. Really felt at home. You know, it was a five hour drive from from home, but but really felt at home. Um, Lil Pop did a great job. You know, telling me, hey, you can come in and 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 uh, compete for a starting spot. And you know, he never he never um fluffed anything up for me. He was always honest and straight to the point. And I really uh, appreciated that. And, you know, it like I said, it felt at home, jumped right in and uh, helped our guys win and, and that was that was uh, really special.
0: Yeah, Coach Lil Pop, like I said, I called before, I remembered him as the long haired shortstop for Tucky Wesley and so uh and, and like <laughs> right, you said, yeah, he's bald he now, right? Off. He's he's getting a little older now in his days. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him on Twitter just to make sure he uh he was we were talking about one of my players a couple of years ago went back and forth the old brush Tucky Wesley and Wesley and a uh, brief rivalry we had and I'm sure they still play a lot of games because you know yeah they, the, what, the two battle miles Fredrica, on the road from each other right, like yeah. that yeah the Battle of Frederica that's right that's awesome so shout out to Frederica uh, Road and uh, Owensboro for that one um, all right so that being said so what are some things you've tried to do since taking over the program let's go back to the fall so you came in the fall brand new 22 year old young coach what was it you tried to do well you know we
1: try to hit the weights um we try to get going and like i said just trying to instill a culture into these kids that you know this is how we're going to play this is what we're going to do and and just you know continue that throughout the fall to the winter and now into the spring um at, at lewis county you know you have a lot of kids that play all three sports so we we lo we probably had 8 or 9 in the weight room during the fall and then, and then probably 12 to 15 in the winter but you know these kids worked hard um we went and supported our basketball kids our football kids and and now that we finally have a full squad together, it feels good. You know, everybody's finally buying in. Everybody's together. And that that's the biggest thing that, you know, Lil Pop always pre- uh, preached about. And, you know, I'm going to do the same as buying in as one unit. And, you know, if if you can get everybody on the same page, you know, uh, seniors keeping everybody in check, it just it turns out to be an exciting year and, and easy for me, too. You know, I don't have to worry about the clubhouse and how everything's going in there. I can rely on my players to do it and and you know just come out to the field and
0: play baseball that's uh, the ideal situation for any coach is having those kids all be together and buy in i know us old county you know our basketball team keeps winning and uh which is great we want to keep on winning but we have like three uh high level kids that we you know last year I, I made the comment before the first practice was the first day we played st was the first game of the season cause our team got, the basketball team got the final four and I was like, hey, welcome to your first day of practice. we got to say next today, you know, so let's uh let's <laughs> right, <goes."> jump right <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, let's jump right in. But uh, anyways, but, yeah, that, that's, that's great, man. So as far as – let's keep on kind of going over that. As far as do you have, like, any resources or go-tos that you've kind of helped you as a young coach trying to uh, – give you guidance along the way well you know um, I have an assistant
1: coach that actually was a head coach here a few years ago um, Walt Taylor and and he kind of he kind of knows how things go around here Um, another one of my assistants is one of my best friends Brett Wampler and he was an assistant last year so they've been you know super helpful I've reached out to a couple past coaches and just you know trying to learn different things from everybody new perspectives Um, like I said, I still talk to Lil Pop Hamilton a little bit. Some of my teammates back there, just, you know, keep in touch with them and just trying to learn and pick up new things, um, that I want to implement and just, or even finding out what doesn't work, you know, just trying to find out the little things and, and implement my own style with a little bit of old things in there in between, you know,
0: mixing those up and just trying to build this brand. All right. So as far as also building on that, so as far as um, you said building the brand and your assistance, what are some ways you guys hold your players accountable, like in practice or workouts, if they're not doing the things you want well, them to you do? Well, you know, we
1: want to raise gentlemen. Um, I, yesterday we had an issue at practice where we weren't very gentleman like, so you know we paid the consequences. And I think you know you got to be a student, you got to be a gentleman, and then you can be a baseball player, and that's what we're trying to get them at. And uh, it, they're starting to buy in you know I think it's going to be a process and they're, they're high school kids you know you got to remember that at the end of the day but like I said they're buying in um, my coaching staff's all on board so I can just look at them and say well what do you think you know and they all think alike and that's that's really a, a big key so far is it it's it's a well machine I'm just <laughs> hopefully it stays on the same
0: track and uh, we can get going. So let's talk about the uh, 16th region a little bit, which I'm excited that I got 16th region on here, which I knew I get somebody on here eventually. But like I said before, on Twitter anyway, that we're trying to get all 16 regions represented um, before we hit up the season. So let's talk about the 16th region a little bit and uh, what, what you all looking forward to, who's some teams that are going to compete for the championship, and, and where do you see Lewis at during that process?
1: Well, and, that, and that's our goal every year, you know, um, win our district,
0: win our region,
1: and get to Whitaker. And, and this year, I think the the team that has the X on their back is Round County. I mean, they uh, they're defending champs. Um, they they have a pitching staff like no other. You know, they have AJ Hackers signed with Morehead State, um, the Alderman kid, the Gagliano, and then Mason Moore who transferred in. So I mean, they're they're as good as a you know a high school pitching staff that you're going to find. Um, as far as in our district, I think um, it's arguably the toughest district to get out of. Um, with Greenup County, who's always competitive. Um, no matter what, Coach Logan does such a good job with them. Um, Raceland's going to be the team to beat, I believe, in our district. Um, that You know, they can, they can hit the ball. And then uh, Russell. Russell's ne- never any slouch. They're always well coached, and they play hard. So getting out of our district will be tough. That's going to be no easy task. But one way we've prepared for that is, is our schedule. Um, and I've told the kids we're going to be in a dog fight every single night because, uh, well, I think we have 11 home games and I think we're 22 away. And we play in some tournaments and we play in some showcases. We even have a game scheduled at, at Whitaker to play Bullet East and uh, – just picked up a three-way with Central Harden and uh, Danville. So, I mean, I've just been trying to prepare us to uh, schedule that will prepare us for the postseason. And, we'll, you know, we might we might not win many games, but I think we'll be prepared when the postseason comes around.
0: Yeah, scheduling those those quality opponents, man, that's what it's all about. In Open County, we're trying to play as many region winners as we can in the top programs. And, and also we'll have – I started the interview with Coach Gino Miller McCracken County the other night, we will finish that up today sometime, but, but just scheduling those, those top programs and, and it sounds like that's what you're doing is, is that kind of your philosophy behind scheduling or, or what? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, I, and that's the thing we want, we want to play a, a tough team every night. I think we looked at the schedule the other night, did some research. And I think we play seven district winners, um, seven 20 plus win teams, three 30 plus win teams, um, a region winner, and then six teams that lost in the region finals. So, I mean, we want we you know we want veteran teams and and it's only going to make us better in the long run and, and you're going to see how deep of a team you have how deep of a pitching staff you have and it puts in, it puts kids in spots that they're not comfortable in and I think that's what the postseason does so you know I think
0: we'll be prepared when that comes around. So if you were to look back on the season, say we're at the end of the season. It's your first year. What would you say would define, in your mind, a successful season?
1: You know, I think I think uh, kids buying in and just playing hard, you know, uh, without me getting on them, just just coming to the ballpark every day, ready to work, and, and just ready to win, you know. And, and that's the thing. Like I said, we might be 500 at the end of the year, but I think we'd feel pretty good about ourselves. And as long as the kids are playing hard and, and bought into the system, I, I can't be mad at it.
0: So, I know you're a pitching guy, right? You're a pitcher in college. And, Absolutely. And, of course, and so would you say that's your strength as a coach, You your pitching? Is what? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, I work a lot with with all our
1: pitchers and, and just bringing some new things into them. But at the same time at Wesleyan, you know, I tried to always come out to early work when the infielders are working and just pay attention to what's going on around me because I knew at the end of the day that's what I wanted to get into was coaching. So, I'd always – when they come in the dugout you know what's your what's your approach what are you doing and then you know the same thing at practice just trying to pay attention to drills that way i can implement implement them myself and i think that's really paid off you know so um bringing bringing what i learned from westland has helped tremendously
0: so as far as your practice structure let's go and talk about that a lewis county player it's you know for us it's three five four o'clock for us people but uh What's the, What are some things you all do as far as practicing a daily habit?
1: Well, we, we bring our guys out. Um, you know, school ends around 245. They don't get out of there till about 3, a little before 3. So, they get down here. Um, they're stretching and ready to go at 305, um, and then we jump right into it. We usually take a um, a long in and out, um, but it's quick pace. You know, they're getting a lot of work. And then we'll break up into indiv- individual groups. We'll have guys throwing bullpens. Um, we do – a drills called multi-purpose one and two that I that I took from Wesley and I think it's a Ron Polk drill really and then uh, our outfield will go through progressions and I know I know this sounds weird but you know I'm always on the ABCA sites um, I love the videos that guys are putting up the spring training drills. so we we might get a new one every single day but we're implementing those into our infield and outfield progressions um, we have catchers working on you know, presentations of of the baseball and and their bullpens, and just it's just a fast paced environment. I don't like people sitting around. And then we work on that. We'll, and then we break up into new things. You know, we we'll work on double play feeds and fielding bunts, and then and then we're bunting practice. And then we might, and then we'll take some BP at the end and get out of there. So I, I like for it to be a quick two hours. You know, everybody moving, keep moving, keep moving, and then uh, get good work in, and then go home.
0: The players, as you like your program to be gentlemen, everything you do is gentleman-esque. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? I found that very interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just want to, you know, we want to be gentlemen um, inside the lines and outside the lines. And I think that just goes, you don't have to worry about your team, you know, and when on the weekends or your team during the games or anything. It's just, it's, it goes it goes farther than baseball. And I think if you can get your kids to buy into being a gentleman, you know, they go off to college. You don't have to worry about that. And it, it takes a little bit off the uh, the parents' aspect, you know. And and like I said, we had a little incident yesterday, you know, where the kids weren't being so gentlemanlike. So, you know, I told them, I said, I'm not going to put up with it this year. You know, we're going to pay, pay uh, what you all did. So we're going to run a little bit. And I think that'll be the last time. You know, I think I talked to him afterwards. I said, look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be that guy. But until you buy in trying to preach to you, then then we'll we'll have issues. But, I, you know, the practice went well after that, and we picked right up where we left off.
0: The running, you know, in, in my high school, Coach Huss, who uh, is I feel like a legendary coach in his own right of Webster County, which is far region two. So, you you probably don't play a lot of region two schools, I'm sure, in region six. No, eight, no. But, but uh, anyways, he uh, – we would run after every game. And of course, if we lost, we did more sprints. So we knew, I think that might be a motivating factor as far as, you know, inning six, seven down by a run. We tend to pull all those games out because we knew if we didn't, <laughs> we'd be doing 30 sprints instead of like 10. Right. So let's just say, coach, the end of the season, your first year is over with. What do you feel like would define a, a great season for you and your program? Well, and I don't think, you know,
1: it'll be um wins and losses that'll define us cuz like I said we're going to play a tough schedule we might be 500 but as long as my kids go out they know what I they know what they expect from me you know I'm going to give my 110% and I and I hope they give it back to me but as long as we cross the white line and play hard every single night and expect to win you know we have we uh, we have some confidence and a swagger to us, then then, I, then I'm then i going to be happy. And uh, like I said, if we grow as gentlemen and baseball players
0: and, and students, then, you know, how could you be mad at that? Man, that's could not be said any better. I, a lot of the coaches we've referenced on here, and for those listening to ABCA calls from the clubhouse and all the podcasts, it's a common theme. And uh, even Sheetinger said that, you know, when he first got the started coaching at Spaulding and other places, he – all I thought about was having a statue of himself out front, having a statue of, you know, Jeremy Sheetinger, the greatest coach of all time in his sporting history. And it was all about wins, and instead said it wasn't about building relationships with the players. So it sounds like, coach, you, for an early guy, for a how old are you again, for the record? I'm 22, about to be 23 in May. So. Oh man, I'm sure those, I'm sure those joints are hurting from arthritis already. You know. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyways, but uh, but yeah, so you know, it's you're already way ahead of the curve, coach. I can tell you that right now, as far as inve- just teaching the men to be gentlemen because we're, we're raising a lot more husbands and fathers than we are a prof- professional baseball players that's for sure
1: right exactly
0: um so that's great so as far as uh some the coaches and mentors and your coaching staff just kind of talk about your assistants real quick for us and uh and kind of what, what their roles are yeah
1: i was fortunate enough you know all my assistants have been assistants at lewis county and one's even been a been a head coach um I have my best friend, Brett Wampler, who's an assistant. He's my right-hand guy. He was here um, last year. He knows the ins and outs of everything. You know, I can just go to him and say, what do we do to this? And, and half the time, I don't even have to do it. He just does it for me. Um, coach Walt Taylor was a head coach here. He uh, he actually coached me growing up. So, you know, oh, he, nice. knows, he knows the game just as well as I do. We kind of think alike. You know, I just go to him and say, well, do we need to do this, this, and this? And he's like, yep, right. You know, he he doesn't even question it. He does it. Then I have Coach John Lyles and Coach Ryan Bentley. Um, uh, John Lyles was in charge of our middle school program, eventually worked up. We have his son on the team now who's a freshman. And he's just – he's always there, um, always giving advice. You know, I, I love uh, hearing him talk baseball. And then Coach Ryan Bentley, he doesn't have much um, experience, but he's a yes, sir, kind of guy. You know, he does exactly what I want of him. And it never questioned it. You know, he's a, the hardest working guy I've ever been around, and I love having a guy like that on my staff. So, you yeah. know, as a as a collective, Got I felt have- like uh, we're pretty tight knit group, and and
0: it's it started off really well so far. Well, that's awesome, man. That's this is my first awesome reference. I think I did pretty good this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. So, as far as just your the the your do you work with the middle school or little league at all? As far as your first year, or is that something like down the road or whatever?
1: Yeah, we're trying to build that up. I think that's where um, Lewis County has kind of gotten off the, the track a little bit, so to speak. Um, one of my best – another best friend of mine was going to help me out at the high school level. And we kind of we sat down and talked and was like, look, man, you know, our, our middle school program needs help. And, you know, that's that's yeah. the kids we're going to have coming up. So he, he decided to go back down to the middle school <laughs> level. Um, he played collegiate baseball, so he knows the, the game very well. I trust him, you know, and I can go to him and say, Look, this is the kind of base running we're doing or this is what we're the you know, the style of play we're doing and he'll implement it at the uh the uh, middle school level. And as far as little league, um we hosted a little league uh, camp a few weeks ago that went really well. Um just trying to get those kids to come out to games, to to love the game of baseball again. I know uh one, one night we're having is a little league night, um uh, Louis Little League Hello, night. Nice. So if you you wear your jersey into the game. You get in for free, and the kids can run out into the uh, to the field with the players. So not only do the little kids love it, but uh, our uh, big kids love it too. You know, they, they can sign the autographs. They can feel like a major leaguer,
0: and you know that's a once in a lifetime chance that I think everybody should should experience. That that's uh, when you said the little league night for marketing games, and I'll never forget in my interview for the Oldham County job, they asked me the question like, "What are some things you do to get?" you know, More people at the games, and I had a few things I threw out there as far as like, yeah, like Little League Night and and uh, like you know, police officer night. And then in the back of my brain, I'm saying, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. But Ron Polk, you referenced Ron, Ron Polk earlier, right? And he's kind of like the, <laughs> the godfather of uh, selling out <laughs> baseball stadiums. And, and right, I don't know if you know this or not, but back when he was when he first started coaching in, in Division One baseball, he had a, a game where the promotion was if girls wore bikinis got in free and guys had binoculars got in free too so <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that, that's a pretty good idea yeah and so i i said that i was in a jokey manner i said that during an interview i said i wouldn't do this but this is an example of some stuff i've read and of course the right. principal who's a female was like yeah we can't be doing that i'm like oh i know <laughs> it right. might not be the best <laughs> thing to say but... but yeah it was in my brain like don't say it don't say it and of course i said it you know but right. I like, hey it worked out like that <laughs> right. yeah it was kind of for uh, you know a uh, uh, ha ha, funny, funny. But then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said it. But hey, I got the job, so get worked out, you know? right? <laughs> but yeah, there'll be no bikini and binocular games at Oldham County High School, that's for sure. Anyway, <laughs> no, anyways. I don't think it will be at
1: Lewis County either. So yeah,
0: well, that's good. And I don't recommend that for any coaches, listed across the state. <laughs> you know, that's right. the seventies, eighties, where it's you know they got away with things like that. But anyways, man, well, hey, Coach Holder, thanks for being on our podcast. I truly appreciate it. Um, thanks for your patience with the the second phone call we had as we're trying to get this app figured out. But And I wish you luck being a first-year head coach. I'm actually going to be excited to see how – I'm going to be following you this year, coach, see how you're doing, all right? I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. I had a blast, and uh, good luck to you all as well. All right. Sounds good, coach. What a great episode by Coach Sammy Holder of Lewis County. I can see why now after talking to him multiple times – why Lewis County snagged him up as a young 22-year-old whippersnapper, almost almost 23, uh, young coach as he seems to have all his priorities in the right basket and trying to uh, build up the men of Lewis County as gentlemen, which I thought was just amazing. Uh, it's a great program pillar and uh, some of that I may steal again for, for us at Oldham County. And that being said, we are over 1,000 listeners with all of our platforms as far as Stitcher, Anchor, iTunes. Keep on sharing, liking, subscribing as we get coaches all across the state of Kentucky uh, as next up we have Geno Miller of McCracken County as we're going to finish up that interview today and I'll have that out there as he's obviously done amazing things with that program in the past few years and uh and that being said everybody enjoy the excitement of the spring being here and uh, never stop learning